Welcome back to This Is The Place, brought to you by We Own This Town, where we discuss the ever-growing and unfortunately shrinking restaurant and bar options in Nashville, Tennessee. My name is Matt, and sitting in with me today is the We Own This Town founder, Michael Leeds. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty well. Good. Thanks for having me. It has been quite a while since we've had an episode uh, we've had some darts and stops along the way. Is there like a really valid reason why maybe the podcast hasn't been recording for a little bit? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, there is. The, uh, so uh, it was originally myself and another guy named Mickey, and Mickey did move. Yeah, out of the state. Way, way, way far away. Yeah. So because of that, we had to, uh, you know, kind of put a pause on the F series, but I don't know if this is a series or not, but anyway. Oh, yeah, this is season two now. <laughs> it's a season two. Yeah, right. starting like off. It. So, yeah, so we took a little break, tried to figure out how we could come back with maybe another co-host, and Michael decided, hey, I can do it, so here he is. But let me just say that I don't think we've heard the last from Mickey. Oh, uh, absolutely I, not. I think before too long, we might be hearing back from him. We'll, we'll have to wait and see what happens that. But for right now, it is Michael and myself. So we tried to get back started. We actually recorded an episode a week after the tornado. Yep. Right? Yep. And talked about some of the restaurants that we had been to recently. And then with the idea of putting that episode up, I think maybe like the third week of March. I don't I don't remember exactly when. <laughs> right. Uh, but, of course, we all know uh, that was when uh, I think the world went to hell. Yeah. Um, and so we uh, did not put that out. And uh, all the restaurants were closed. All the bars were closed. So it just didn't seem... I don't know. It didn't seem right, really. Yeah, it did <laughs> put not. Out, uh, an episode when uh, people were really struggling, and well, people were not going out at all. They were sheltered in their homes. I mean, and rightfully so. I mean, it was the safe thing to do, as hard as it was, and as hard as it is, it was yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. And so, you know, things actually began opening up back in the summer, and we had some discussions about, hey, let's get back in. I think it was like June, yeah. July, and then shit went to hell again. Yep, yeah. And so we said, okay, well, we're, we're just going to hold off until restaurants, bars start to open up. And thank God that's happening. Uh, you know, the, the amazing thing is a lot of these places figured out ways to work around these tough conditions, whether it's uh, curbside pickups, uh, to-go options. And a lot of places stayed open. Unfortunately, there were places that closed down for good. Yeah. I So usually on past episodes, we would talk about, hey, these are the new restaurants or bars that are opening. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, these are, these are the ones that have closed. Don't really feel like we can adequately do that today. Sure. Uh, because... You know, so many places did close down. Thankfully, there are places opening up. So we'll talk about some of those. But, you know, all I can say is if you're interested in going out to place, look on the Internet first to make sure it still exists. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair advice. You know, it's it's been tough. So but we're really, really happy to see some of our favorite places be resilient and mm-hmm. stick with it mm-hmm. and figure out new ways to uh, stay open. Totally agree. I mean, I I fully endorse taking as many safety precautions as you can take in this era Mm -hmm. uh, and being wise about your decisions. Like, obviously, there's a huge kerfuffle with downtown and all the tourism and just the 
complete wanton like disregard for safety. And a lot of the places that we're going to talk about and the places that you and I visit are very much not that. They are, embrace all of the safety rules and they're very innovative mm-hmm. with the ways that they get mm-hmm. you the food. And mm-hmm. that's who we're going to be endorsing and talking about. We're not going to put anybody in harm's way just to get some tasty food. So Right, right. But, you know, it, it's it, we're in this weird position how I definitely want to support the restaurants as much as possible. But I definitely feel uncomfortable with going into a restaurant to eat, honestly, right now still. Agreed. But... With patio options and curbside and takeout and and whatnot, you know, there are uh, numerous ways to be able to to enjoy food. And I'm not saying you shouldn't go into those restaurants because if you feel comfortable with that, then go ahead. I mean, they they need people to, you know, serve to be able to stay, stay open. But, you know, it's kind of, you know, everybody's on their own in terms of how comfortable they feel going into uh, some of these establishments. And, you know, we just heard that Nashville is going into phase three which means there'll be uh, more people in, in these places, right. which is a good thing, I think. Um, hopefully in terms—well, it's definitely a good thing in terms for these establishments. Hopefully we'll just have to, you know, see what happens in terms of the number of cases uh, yeah. with COVID. I mean, it look, does look like they've continued to go down in the city, which is, which is great. I did see just the other day that there— were hot spots in Green Hills and in 12 South. Uh, not sure exactly why. If have you have you been through 12 South recently? It's very obvious why there are hot spots in no, 12 South. No, I haven't. It's I like probably a, have not been over It's there. like a mini downtown. I mean, there's people walking all over the place unmasked. And, you know, being outside it is supposedly relatively more safe. But right. I didn't go into anywhere, but I yeah. have to assume there's probably a lot of, of yeah. that happening. You take care of yourself. You do you. Right. Uh, Right. And we'll just talk about some places. Yeah, we'll just you know, talk about some places. And, and, you know, take it or leave it. You don't have to go to these places. <laughs> but the places that we're talking about, you have options to eat at them. So we, it, this might be our first episode, and then we're going to take another three-month break. That's right. Who knows? Who knows what will <laughs> yeah, happen? Honestly, you know, we're going heading into winter here a couple months, and who knows what's going to happen. We could get off on a huge tangent about what everything is going yeah. on right now in the world, and you know, there's no reason to do that. And that's why podcast. you come to this podcast, <laughs> is to hear these two guys talk about the coronavirus. That's right. That's right. That's all we want to do. So anyway, let's get to yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to talk about a couple places that well, we Well, you uh... said you had a list of uh, new places that sounded interesting. Do you want to start there? Yeah, yeah I will. I- again, you know, I do live on the east side, so... It is going to be east side centric. I live on the south side, so we got a little bit of flavor. There we go. I mean, you know, since most people don't get out too much right now, you're going to want to stay home, close to home. That's just how it is. So there is a new restaurant that has opened called Hearts Cafe. Oh, yeah. I saw the sign on Gallatin Road. Yeah. It yeah, looks right. super old, dinery kind of right. style. But I have to say, you know, it is different and that it is inspired by the food and coffee scene of Melbourne, Australia. Really? Yeah, Australian cafe. Okay, I don't know what an Australian cafe is like. I have no idea, no context. I I, I don't either because I haven't been there yet, but I looked at the menu and it, I mean, you kind of just glancing through it, you're like, yeah, th- this looks th- this looks like a very good. It's definitely more fresh, a lot of veggies on that side of of menu items, but they do have a couple of things that are unique to Australia. So one of them is called uh, Anzac biscuits. Okay. 
And so, biscuit in the English sense, like it's a cookie, or in- biscuit biscuit in the Southern sense. No, I think biscuit more in the English sense, like it's a like it's a cookie. Okay. Uh, so one of the menu items has Anzac crumb on a ricotta hotcake. It just sounds great, yeah. but they do sell Anzac biscuits okay. um, as a side item. Won't go into the whole history of it, but it goes back potentially back to World War I and having uh, certain ingredients to ship to uh, the Australian servicemen because it supposedly held longer and huh. it didn't go bad. Tasty and educational? Yes, there you go. Wow. There you go. And but and they also had have something called uh, Godmother Chili. I don't know what that is, but it sounds intriguing to me. It sounds very Australian. Yeah. <laughs> my godmother is my aunt, and she makes amazing chili. But she's from Virginia. Well, so. but maybe that's the thing. Maybe all godmothers make amazing chili, and it it's just be. a thing. It could be. You know? Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, yeah, I, I don't uh, have a lot of information on it because I haven't been there yet. But I every time I go by there, I think I'm, I'm going to go there. Yeah, I'll, same. We'll, uh, I'll do that and report back on yeah, the next sounds, episode. that sounds awesome. You know, it is a coffee house brunch. I think they're open maybe until 4 so it's not an evening dinner type of establishment. So you'll have to go there for lunch or order to go for yeah. lunch. One of those options they have. But go check out Hearts. And they also do have one other item on a katsu roll. So a chicken katsu roll. Okay. But they have kupai mayo. Have you ever heard of kupai oh, mayo? Oh, yeah. A delightful little mascot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a delightful little mascot. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I believe it's a Japanese take on mayo. And supposedly what makes it so amazing is it has MSG in it. And MSG has a lot of negative connotations to it. It it does. It appears that a lot of those negative connotations are unfounded. Interesting. I think back in the day, some people... Uh, it said they were allergic, you know, had some reactions to MSG. And so, you know, when you go to Chinese places or Asian places, they might right. say, like, no MSG. Right. But it is back in fashion now, I think, to All have right. MSG. MSG is back. It is. It <laughs> is. So, and I believe it's made just from the egg white, not the egg yolk. So, slight difference in the okay. mayonnaise. So, anyway, uh, I, now I wasn't really familiar with Cupai mayo. And I... I can't tell you what it tastes like, but I just, I remember the mascot. Like, yeah. that's... That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the mascot is very, very, uh, very <laughs> unique. And, you know, I mean, the Meeks have a long tradition of loving mayo. I mean, I, my my son, uh, we have a little uh, grilled cheese, and he says, put some mayo on the side, and he takes his finger and yeah. licks the mayo off his finger. I'm a, I'm a mayo um, fan myself. So so, so I'm, I'm very excited to try try one of those dishes with the coupon mayo in it. Yeah. As Southerners, I think it's a tradition that we have to love mayonnaise a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. 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 Another thing that they have uh, on their sandwiches, they use Ornette bread, Ornette sourdough. Okay. And so I think Ornette bread is, I believe, a local bread. Uh, and a lot of different places have it as an option. It's like, I think Cafe Rosé, Bastion, okay. Attaboy. Local bakery. Local bakery. Cool. I love sourdough. There are also, I, I do want to side plug. <laughs> do you know uh, Hags? Hags? Yeah. Is No. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to contextualize that very quickly and no, nothing came up. So James Haggerty, 
Okay. He is an old friend. I mean, he's been around forever. There was uh, the band Joe Mark's brother. Of course. He was the bass player in Joe Mark's brother. Okay. And he has been a sideman for Josh Rouse and lots of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the pandemic hit, he started making sourdough oh. out of his house, and he sells it out of his house. Uh, he does a couple bakes a week, huh. and he can come pick it up. He'll throw it to you. <laughs> Don't have to hand it off. He'll step and stay on his porch, and he'll just toss it to you. Amazing. And it is amazing. So I just wanted to quickly plug that. I've had it several times. And it is, it is very, very good. And he's, you know, he figured out a way to keep afloat during the pandemic. Absolutely. And he makes really, really good sourdough bread. So I haven't check had it, out. it, but anybody that will throw bread to you, yeah. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. I'm into it. You should be. Yeah. So Ornette sourdough bread, the reason I bring it up is because there's a place I went to last weekend that also uses Ornette sourdough bread. All right. And that place is Lou. Lou. So Lou is right next to, I'm not going to give an address, but if you know where Mitchell's Deli is mm-hmm. on McGavick. You're talking Riverside Village? Talking Riverside Village. Mm-hmm. It's right next to Mitchell's. And we actually went there. Oh, uh, yes, for I, our lost episode. I, for our lost episode. We went there, I think, last February and had dinner. Had a great dinner. Had some great wine. Yeah. Talked about it on the lost episode. Yeah. And never put out that episode. No. They opened back up a, a little while ago. They have a really nice patio. So my wife and I, decided, hey, you know, let's make the plunge. This was our first restaurant experience since the pandemic. Oh, wow. Yeah, we have not, we, you know, we've been pretty, yeah, staying close to home. We really haven't sure. gone out at all. Just felt at best to do that. Uh-huh. We were like, okay, yeah, let's do the patio experience. I mean, I, I can talk about all the to-go food we've had. I mean, you know, don't sleep on Eastland Cafe. I mean, their happy oh, hour right. food is amazing. Yeah. You know, um, Eastland's you know. always been great. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've mentioned it before. Like, you know, you kind of, maybe some people forget about it, but it's it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Pharmacy burger, you know, your typical to-go place is great. But we wanted to sit down for dinner at a restaurant. So uh, Lou, they actually are doing in-dining as well. So you can sit you indoors? You can sit indoors. Okay. It looks like everything's spaced out pretty far apart uh-huh. as it should be. It is a small house. Yeah. So uh, not a lot of seating in there. I think there's maybe one or two bar stools at the bar. It's a small bar, so right. I don't plan on sitting at the bar. But uh, in the back is a really nice patio with lots of lush greenery. Oh, wow. I don't think I saw that when we went there, so that's really? cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they built it. I, they were already building it pre-pandemic, I believe. Okay. Just as to have a patio, and they, you know, obviously uh, it was good timing for them. <laughs> right. So we ate out in the back and just had a fantastic experience. And I believe when we ate there last time, we had co-fermented wine. Do you that's, remember that? Yes, correct. And I thought it was great. So we got a bottle of co-fermented wine. If you don't know what co-fermented wine is, it's when you ferment two different types of grapes at the same time. So, you know, lots of wine has variations of grapes. That's, you know, pretty common. But they do it after the fermenting process, not during the fermenting process. Right. So when you do it during the fermenting process, it it really kind of opens up lots and lots of different flavors that aren't typical to say like a Cabernet or a Sauvignon Blanc or Mm -hmm. whatever. I ordered some oysters from Canada. I think Prince George's Island. Is that right? I don't know. Sure. Uh, That were amazing. Really, really good. Yeah. Nice brine level. Not too slimy. Not slimy at all. Very, very clean, but on the brinier side, which, which was great. 
and got some really, really good starter dishes, an eggplant mm-hmm. kind of mix that was amazing. The reason I bring this up is because we uh, had that and then ended up having duck for dinner. So when you taste the co-fermented wine, at first when you tasted it, it had almost a, like a sour beer flavor to it. Okay. It was really interesting. And then once you start mixing it with food, it turned more into a rosé, like a softer This is a, a magical drink. It was. It, it was one of the best glasses of wine I think huh? I've had. Uh, I thought it was going to be more ever. like a suicide at a McDonald's where you <laughs> mix the Sprite with the Dr. Pepper and right, right. Orange well, Crush. You can, you can look at it that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, a lot of times when people describe it, they say, it's kind of crazy. It, it's very wild. You know, it, it's not your typical tasting. You know, right. it doesn't go in a box. You know, Do you know it, if it's, it's this like this. frowned upon by like wine aficionados? I don't think so. I think it's getting more popular now just because uh, I'm sure there's some curmudgeonly old purists they're like this is not a good cab you know good you know right right um, but if you want something a little eccentric a little different it's fantastic you know yeah that's what really kind of just blew my mind was how the the taste did shift slightly the more you you had and obviously mixing it with with food right give it a different taste so yeah that's interesting because you know generally you go to a restaurant you order a a dish and say like oh well what wine would complement this but if you're Mm -hmm. using a co-fermented wine it's possible it sounds like it can complement many different kinds of things like because a a duck and oysters very that's a very different flavor palette yeah yeah. you know yeah 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 different and libby she had that's your wife oh yes that is my wife (laughs) Uh, (laughs) she had i think possibly the most perfect perfectly grilled i guess it was grilled i'm not sure uh pork chop ever huh like it was first of all it was huge i mean like literally like it was probably a couple inches tall like a couple two, inches it, it, was, it was like that he's How holding his he's holding his hand up i'm literally like, like from the good. top of your nose to the bottom of your chin yeah. like that's good that's about right yeah that's how thick it, was it was massive yes it was it was like about like that and like that he's making hand gestures that are uh, like a volleyball like this is <laughs> not like a volleyball maybe <laughs> Like a softball, like a large softball. Okay. Extra large softball. That's a big piece of meat. Yeah, it was huge, but it was, the rub on top, it was like black, it was charred, but it didn't taste charred. It didn't taste burned, Mm -hmm. but the metal was, I mean, perfecto. It was juicy. I mean, it was so soft. We were both like, what the, how did they do this? It does say on the menu, it has to be cooked for 25 minutes, so they have a it, does it say world's largest pork chop? <laughs> it should. It, do, it doesn't. This sounds it, like it a doesn't. Texas roadhouse diner. It's like, if you can eat this, the meal is right. free. <laughs> it's not a 90-ounce steak, but it is a large wow. piece of meat. I mean, it, it, we, you know, took half of it home. We did not eat hey, the whole no thing. Hey, no shame. No you shame know. if you ate the whole thing. Yeah. That's fine. Again, a Southerner's Clean Plate Club. That's right. That's a club That's you right. got to be a part of. Yeah, your grandmother frowns <laughs> down on you. <laughs> If you're not part of the yeah, clean yeah. plate club. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, but anyway, you know, she commented on how the wine tasted with some of those early, with the sourdough bread versus with the pork as well. So she had that. I had duck, a bottle of wine. It was just a great night. Yeah. Really, really good. Perfect time of year. Not too hot. Hopefully, a lot of these places that do have patios. We'll keep those open as long as they can with yep. uh, heating units and whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So anyway... 
just a great experience. Yeah, so. that's interesting. I re- I don't recall exactly what we ate there when we went back in February. It is very. It was very different than it, what we ate. It is very. Oh yeah, very. It is very veggie heavy. So I think when we ate, we had a couple dishes of the veggie. Yeah, they're not side dishes. You know, they're no, they're, they're full, full on. Full they were on. super good. Yeah, I think we had some sort of Brussels sprout dish. Brussels sprout uh, sounds familiar. Yeah, but so yeah, I and and honestly, like they have very limited meat you know there is right. only a couple options it's not like your typical like oh you get five or six different you know they had like a salmon duck pork chop and I, it may maybe one more with meat and that was it everything else was vegetarian yeah so That's definitely awesome. have you got somebody that you're in a party that has uh, a couple of vegetarians. It's a good spot. Very, very good spot. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah, so we had a had a great, great, great. Did night. you have any of the Ornette bread? Yeah, no, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, that's where it all started. Yes, yeah. No, I did have. That's what we put the whipped eggplant on oh. on the sourdough, and it was it was really, really good. Yeah, I had the sourdough, and I'm gonna say it's just as good as Hags Hags's bread. <laughs> Yet another endorsement yeah. for Hags. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Anyway, yeah, that's kind of what we did. So I'm, you know, gosh, man, I really hope places, you know, continue to open up, you know, as phase three uh, starts and we'll have more opportunity to kind of go to some of these newer places. Oh, I forgot. I don't even think I mentioned the other new place, which was... Yeah, we're just on a roll here. Yeah, which was just announced actually not too long ago. And that is a new place from Deb Baquette, which... She Deb Bacat, tell people who that is. So she's a chef that's been on the natural scene. If you go back to one of our first episodes, I don't remember if it's the first one or second one, Mickey and I talked about some of the kind of forerunners of the right. food scene here in Nashville back in the 90s and early 2000s, and she was one of them. Mm-hmm. And she moved away for a while after she closed down her first restaurant that she opened up in the 90s, and then she moved back. And started Etch downtown and then ETC out in Green Hills. And she just announced that she's opening a new casual restaurant called Jasper's. And I believe that is going to be on West End. Yes, it's going to be on 1918 West End. And so, you know, I've always loved her food. She's always been really inventive in what she does. (laughs) Really, really good, unique Typically, it's been more, you know, dinner, I want to say high-end, but more... Yes, it can be casual formal, or... More formal dinner food, and this is going to be the opposite of that. So uh, I can't wait to see her take on some casual dining, which is coming, I think, sometime in the near future, maybe by winter. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know if it's been announced when she's opening up her new restaurant, but I will definitely keep an eye out for that and yeah uh, sounds like that'll be a future episode yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. definitely as soon as that opens up i'm gonna go to it because i don't even think we talked about etch on any previous episodes maybe i did but you know it was amazing it is amazing uh she's you know really done so much for this town and it's exciting to have her open up a new place yeah that does sound exciting Uh, i look forward to it so you got hearts and jaspers to look forward to and a hearty endorsement for lou yeah I love it. Those are all great things. So, gonna, anything that you've yeah you've been out anywhere? I mean, I, well, we don't I, we don't go out very much. We do a lot of the ordering in, having people bring it to us, maybe get it to go food. But uh, mm. 
I would be remiss if I did not mention Rosemary oh, yes. and Beauty Queen, yeah. the uh, the to. bar over on the east side. They've had some ups and downs with the phases and being able to be open, but they are back open now. And I just feel very safe eating there and spending time there. Um, they have a really great protocol for calling ahead and getting your seats. Mm-hmm. They take your temperature before you go in. You sit very far away from other people. All of the wait staff is masked. You don't go into the bar. Like, it, it just feels like they're doing all of the right things. They have a lot of tasty drinks. There's, they have a, a drink called the Pink Glove, which is just like a shitty beer with Campari. And I yeah. love it. Yeah, it's great. But they have a food truck. And they serve a lot of beehive seitan. And it's wonderful. I absolutely love the tacos there. And they just started a brunch menu using that same truck. And... It is just so tasty. I ate there on uh, Sunday, got sat in a back corner, felt super safe. Mm-hmm. And they have what their version of a crunch wrap, like a Taco Bell crunch wrap, but it's breakfast food. So it's called a brunch wrap. All right. And it was so good. Yeah. And they also serve these biscuits, real biscuits, not cookies, from a company called Gorilla Biscuit, which is amazing. <laughs> Such a good, nice. subtle nod. Right. Which was super tasty. I think they're vegan. I mean, the whole thing was fantastic. My fiance was super excited because at this brunch, they have a vegan version of the Bushwhacker. Bushwhacker. I don't know if you have had the Three Crow Bushwhacker, which is like this. It's kind of a milkshake, really. That's yeah, very I, boozy. I, I've had a Bushwhacker. I don't know if I've ever had a Three Crow Bushwhacker. <laughs> I haven't been in, in a Three Crow in a long, long well, time. Well, they got, they're known for the Bushwhackers. All right. Um, but now... Rosemary has a Bushwhacker, and they have like a little mini size. Okay. So it's like one of those little miniature Cokes you get oh, where yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is the appropriate size right. for a Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that. They also have a regular size, but it's vegan, so you're not, you know, there's no milk in it or anything. And it's great. It was so tasty. It was phenomenal. Such a great little dose of just a treat. So is it like a dessert? Uh, it's kind of a desserty drink, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, with brunch, in my opinion, all rules are off. You know, you can. Yeah, man, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, you want a piece of cheesecake right there in the morning? Pure anarchy. Get it. Yeah, pure anarchy. I like it. So uh, the reason I shout that out, not only because I feel so good spending time there and, and really respect what they've done with making their clientele feel that way, but all of the Satan is from Beehive. And mm-hmm. Beehive also has an establishment off Gallatin Road right there by the East Room and uh, the weird taxidermy place. Oh, yeah. And you can order to-go food from there. And the Italian sandwich they sell is superb. Mm-hmm. So we we have been ordering that almost every Saturday for a couple of months. So I remember, I think, pre-pandemic, I mean, you could only order there on the weekends, right? Yeah, now I think the hours are a lot more uh, open. Okay. And it, it's pickup. They're super safe. You don't go inside because that space mm-hmm. is very small. But they've yeah. got, you know, just the front door set up. Mm-hmm. You can go on the mm-hmm. website, order your stuff through the web, and then just go pick it up. And it's phenomenal. So, you know, my perspective on this show is coming from a vegetarian's point of view. Right. Might have mentioned that up at top, but I'm mentioning it now. Yeah. So Matt and I will have very different interests in terms of that. But, uh, you know, I just super respect what Beehive has done in terms of, like, their proliferation of their product throughout Mm -hmm. Nashville. Like, Beehive is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And they've actually done some really great things with what they're making. Like, all these sandwiches and 
the little grocery store that they have, like it's fantastic. And Rosemary is using a lot of their products and a lot of their recipes as well, because it's tacos and nachos and crunch wraps yeah. that their, all come from Beehive. Their tacos are so good. Yeah. I love, love going to Rosemary and having a couple tacos with, yeah. with a pink glove uh, or another, another tasty drink of theirs that's Roxy Music named. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I got to shout them out real quickly. I will mention that Calypso Cafe just reopened. Calypso Cafe, staple in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Very happy to see them back If you open. are okay with uh, dining in, I did see that Dino's. You know, now, they have a huge back patio. They and, have the back patio. But I thought it was all back patio. Is it indoor? It started, I, I think it started this week, that they are allowing, if you text in advance, hmm. they will allow some indoor seating. Well, I think I, th- I don't think there were many tables in there now. I mean, it's pretty tiny to begin I, with. I will um, refrain my opinion on doing that. Yes. But uh, I guess that's an it, option for it, you. It's an option. Yeah. If, if somebody wants to do it. Yeah. And then just real quick, shout out at the end i also tried east nashville bon me haven't been inside oh, yeah. only gotten it to go once but again as a vegetarian having a bon me with tofu on it is such a great option and it was mm-hmm. really really good mm-hmm. the bread was just perfect for a bon me highly recommend it just get it to go you can order it on the web and just drive by real quick also on gallatin road pick it up yeah. and you're on your way yeah. i think it's next to nomzilla which i will say we ordered some Nomzilla. Like, this is probably at least three or four weeks ago. And I don't want to sound... It was some of the best sushi I've ever had from Nomzilla. Wow. It was really, really, really good. All right. Um, and I, I, I'm kind of always a little on the fence about getting sushi to go anyway. I don't know why. but uh, It's one step it, above sushi from a grocery store. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but it, it was it was really good. Uh, I know some people say, oh, that's not great. But I just want to say Nomzilla is... Go, if you want a sushi fix, go there. It's good. All right. I will. I will so, do that. I'm going to kind of plug one thing that is non-food related at all. All right. But you'll see the through line in just a second. Okay. So lots of places have had to kind of figure out how to stay open. Uh, they have, have had to be inventive on uh, getting clientele to engage and make uh, you know figure out a way for them to stay open and make money and so the Belcourt Nashville does drive-ins oh yeah and so we went uh, last weekend to the Belcourt and they were showing stop making sense which ah. is the talking heads seminal mm. live I see where this is going live music experience yeah and, and it's an unbelievably good film. I, I, for some reason, I, I think I watched it a bunch when I was in college, and, and then I, had, I hadn't seen it since. So yeah. I'm going to age myself a little bit. It's been probably at least 20 years since I'd seen it. Well, the movie's older than that, so it's, it it's is. Yeah, I mean, the movie came out in 84, <laughs> 85, or whenever it came out. But I hadn't seen it in so long, I kind of forgot a lot about it. But it was, first of all, it's just an amazing piece of art. It, it is. It's so much fun. Yeah. Concert films is a hard thing to endorse, but this is yeah. so different. Yeah. It's so different. Yeah. Yeah. So, but we had a great time and they do a great, great job of making sure you can see easily. And, uh, you know, the experience was a lot of fun. We brought our kids. We had our iPad in the back so they could, you know, watch their movie while we watched ours. Yeah, so if yeah. you have kids, don't feel like, oh, I want to go see the new Miranda July movie, but my kids are not going to want to watch that. You know, there's yeah. options around that. But uh, actually, Meryl, every once in a while, she kept on, like, taking her fe- headphones off and was like, what is that? Yeah. What are they doing? Uh-oh. Um, so she, she definitely, definitely 
got uh, enjoyed parts of Stop Making Sense. But anyway, one of my favorite songs is This Must Be the Place. You know, there it is, and uh, so yeah, it was it was a great experience. So this show's namesake for anyone not putting it together. Yes, yeah. yes. So anyway, we I'm just happy to be back. Hopefully, we will start on a regular basis again of doing these yeah. episodes, uh, and we'll just take it from there. Yeah, you know, it's exciting to be yeah. back and to be able to you know support all these organizations and if, if you're mm-hmm. hearing this and you have somewhere that you think we should try out hit us up let us know yeah instagram this is the place yeah. dha place yeah once again and uh yeah just give us a quick message and we will go check it out and we'll report back so yes i think this about wraps it up for this episode the of inaugural Re- season two return yes yes, yes. so Hopefully things will continue on the up and up and places will continue to open up more and we'll just have to wait and see. But I feel I feel good. You know, I, I think uh, a lot of restaurants are doing everything they can to stay afloat. And by God, we can do anything that we can to help them out. We'll we'll certainly do it. So remember, eat up, drink up. And if anybody asks, this is the place to be. See you next time. Bye.